Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Create Your Life series, where we help you maximize your potential and results in the area of personal development, entrepreneurship, and travel. And I'm your host, Kevin Y. Brown. Create your life. Create ta propre vie. Create your life. Create your life. Create la tua vita. Create your life. On skip your liver. You better create your life. <laughs> create your life. Create la vie. Create your life. Create your life. Beautiful people, happy, happy Sunday. This is the Create Your Life series. I'm your host, Kevin Y. Brown, and thank you for joining us today. Today, we have a very special guest uh, who's here to share her experiences and knowledge. But before we dive into this amazing interview, let's you and I catch up. As you know, here in the United States, uh, today is January 15th, uh, the third weekend of January or the second weekend, I guess. And on the 16th, we celebrate National Martin Luther King Day. And when I was thinking about Martin Luther King, I really started to think about legacy. And because, I mean, that's how he has his own day. That's how things have been. Uh, that's how he's been able, his name has been able to live on and things like that because he has this powerful legacy. And so it brought to me a quote that I heard in the movie The Gladiator and Marcus Aurelius, who's a warrior, uh, who's a phenomenal, great philosopher in this movie. He says, actually played by Russell Crowe. He says, you know, what you do in life echoes in eternity. And I want to take that quote a step further and say that what you do in life not only echoes in eternity, it also echoes in the lives of the people that you come in contact with. So it's very important for us to be intentional with what it is that we do with our lives and what it is that we do um, in life overall. What I want to do is just take a moment of silence for uh, Dr. Martin Luther King. Thank you for joining me in that. The other thing is, you know, small things that are going on with me and in my life. I actually started a swim class. <laughs> so, you know, me and my randomness, as you guys know, I'm always doing something random or trying to better myself in some way. So now after going to these classes, I'm going to continue to go out for the next two months. And then I'm going to be able to whenever I go on vacation, I'm going to jump into the ocean and I'm going to take a picture or I'm going to be in the deep end of the pool. Anything past six feet, you know, because now I just go straight to six feet and I stop there. But I, I promise you, I'm going to know how to tread water. I'm going to be backstroking. I'm going to be doing it all. And the other thing that I uh, had the opportunity to do over this weekend was I had the chance to go and celebrate a, a friend of mine's birthday, uh, Sylvia K. Austin. She had a beautiful birthday celebration out in New Jersey yesterday, and that was actually really, really cool. And I met Sylvia while being a contributor on the Karen Hunter show on Sirius XM uh, channel 126. So I'm there uh, on the show on a regular basis. So just wanted to put that out there and also say, you know, happy birthday again to Sylvia, who's done, you know, some amazing things, a phenomenal woman. And now we are speaking of phenomenal women. I am going to have to tell you that we have a phenomenal woman who's our guest today, and she has done some amazing things. And so Create Your Life Series family, I want you to welcome 
Miss Akisha Tabron V. Please say hello to the Create Your Life Series family. Hello, Create Your Life Series family. I'm so excited to connect with all of you. Happy Martin Luther King. Yes, it is a great Martin Luther King Day. Well, I guess the day is tomorrow, but we're still celebrating, celebrating that legacy. And, uh, you know, speaking of legacy, I think you went to a, a special institution that has a, a special legacy. V, tell us what college you graduated from and where you from. Tell us a little bit about you. Oh, I went to the best university around. I went to Clark Atlanta, and I'm so excited. I'm a proud Clark Atlanta alum. And I am originally from San Francisco, California. So shout out to the Bay. Yes, shout out to the Bay. I'm from the Bay, too. So, you know, me and V, we had that connection. We was at Clark Atlanta around the same time. So, you know, always, you know, good people. Home team, I like to say. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. So, V, I want to jump right in. Number one, you have a plethora of different um, businesses going on right now. So tell us a little bit about the enterprises that you have going and what you're up to. Well, I own three businesses, and I just love to stay busy. I'm one of those people who are, like, kind of crazy. <laughs> I'm like, I can't sit still, but I'm not just busy for no reason. I like to make money from all of my passions. I feel like if God or the universe or whatever you um, prescribe to gives you a passion, that you can do it with excellence and you can make money from it. So I have three businesses, which I'm sure we'll get more into that, but one is com. That's an online bakery that ships nationally and internationally now, thanks to the U.S. military. Okay. And com, which is an online meditation program and creative styles, which um, we build websites. So those are my three babies. <laughs> wow, V, that's a lot going on. That is a lot. <laughs> okay, so V, I, I want to jump right in because you have so many jewels to drop what what has your educational experience been? Oh, well, it was interesting. So I went to Clark Atlanta, and I didn't know what I wanted to do at all. So first I majored in broadcast journalism, and then I changed my major from that to psychology. And I honestly can't tell you why. I just did, and I think I thought people were graduating faster in the psychology department for some reason. <laughs> so I think that's why I really did that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I graduated, and I still didn't know what I wanted to do. So um, I was a professional graduate school dropout. I did graduate from Clark Atlanta, and I'm very proud of that. But I went into a divinity program. I thought I was going to be somebody's pastor. I think I cursed a little too much for that, so that didn't work out. And I dropped out of that program and then I went and I joined the MBA program and I dropped out of that program and I dropped out of medical school and I just feel like when you don't really know what you want to do you waste a lot of time so that's what I was doing because I didn't really know myself so I was trying to find myself through all these different things and I felt like you know if I went and tried to bake or build these businesses people would be like well what did you go to college for you know what are you doing so I was trying to do what everyone else was doing and I was unhappy and it wasn't working and it didn't work until I stopped doing all that and started doing what I felt God really created me to do and so how did you come to that conclusion like was there any like a particular defining moments that helped you to say you know what I'm gonna stop doing all of these or trying to be what everybody else thinks I'm gonna do I'm gonna create the life that I want I'm gonna create my life 
was like a huge defining moment. So I was working at a job. I was actually working for Rentals.com. Like when you um, want to sign up for an apartment, mm-hmm. you go online at Rentals.com. I was working for them. Mm-hmm. And it was, you know, a cool job. So I had a little cubicle buddy. And we got <laughs> cool, you know, as cubicle buddies do. And we decided, you know, we didn't even know each other. We're going to move in together because she's looking for a place. And you seem like an awesome cubicle buddy. So let's find a place together. So we did that. We moved in together. Everything was fine. And then I came home one day and all her stuff was gone. And wow. we were like, you know, we're, we're, did you guys have a fight? Were you beefing? Like, no, we, we weren't beefing at all. I just came home and all her stuff was gone. So naturally, that changed my whole financial situation because, like, you know, two full bedrooms and bathrooms, you're splitting bills and everything. So that put, you know, a huge burden on my finances because I wasn't a saver. I was a spender, and I was spending everything. So my account ended up being in the negative. It got so bad that my lights were turned off. Um, I didn't have any power, and I didn't want to call home and ask my parents because they just would have gave me a one-way ticket and said, get your butt back to California. It's not working for you in Atlanta. So I was like, I got to figure this out. So. I was going back home every day after work with no lights on, sitting in the dark, sitting in the cold. Um, And I felt like something just kept telling me to bake. And I'm like, well, that's a practical joke because I don't have power in here. Like, I I don't have any electricity to turn the oven on. So I couldn't get that thought out of my mind. And I was sitting in um, my house reading books in my apartment. Um, all sorts of books about like business by candlelight and stuff. I would light my candles and I would write. So at that time, I was reading the book by Napoleon Hill called Outwitting the Devil, and a light bulb came on. And I called a friend and I asked if I could use her kitchen. And she's like, Yeah, I'm never at home anyway. So I let myself in with a spare key. I used all her ingredients. I baked snickerdoodle cookies and I went door to door in Atlanta selling them in barbershops, hair salons. It was the most humbling experience. I was like trapping cookies on the street like trapping a big girl scout. But I made $200 in one hour. I got my power turned back on and I was the birth of my online bakery. So wow. That was the best blessing ever. <laughs> From trapping snickerdoodles cookies one day. <laughs> You got your lights back on. You was back in the game. You were going and selling these cookies at, at the, the barber shop, and people was chasing you down, and you were selling them out your trunk at the mall. Like, you got to give us some more yeah. insight. Like, because you didn't just stop trapping them cookies that day. Like, what what else was, you know what I mean? Give us. I used to actually post posts on, like, Facebook and Instagram and everything. Like, yo, I'm going to be at Linux Mall at 4 o'clock. If you want snickerdoodle cookies, pull up. And people used to pull up. Like, wow. they would pull up. They would have their cash. Sometimes they would be like, keep the change. You know, I was, I was, I needed to get my coins together at that time because that wasn't, yeah. power wasn't the only bill that needed to be paid. So, right. it'd be like, y'all don't have no change. So, it'd be like, keep it great. And I got you next week on some more cookies. So, yeah, I was literally... I'm selling snickerdoodle cookies, and I was like, how do I turn this into a real-life business because this is what's working for me? And um, it just started working, and the people came, and they just never stopped coming, and I'm so glad because I'm still in business. So that was four years ago. So this is four years in the making now with SaverV.com. So, yeah, I was really selling cookies everywhere. (laughs) Wow. Yo, V, uh, congratulations on that. That is super dope. And, you know, it seems like, you know, you found that, out of a need, but also out of a passion. You, you basically stopped everything and started listening to yourself and, and to what right. you know was being told to you by the universe. I think that is 
super, super, super dope. Now you're four years in. You got three businesses. You you know you're booming. I mean, I'm seeing you doing Mailchimp events. You know, where you're teaching people one on one how to how to use Mailchimp and monetize that. I see you doing Black Wealth Expos. All these different things. Where does that passion and that entrepreneur drive come from? Oh man, I just I always think about if I drop dead today, would I be happy with the way my life has gone thus mm-hmm. far? And I'm very, very, very hard on myself. Um, I'm definitely that's something I'm working on because I'm really hard on myself because most of the time it's like, no, I gotta do this and you gotta do this. So I just want to be excellent. Like I want my name, Vtayron, to mean something. Like whether you're doing something or not, when people think of you, they think of something. Like you're creating a legacy. It may not be much of anything because you're not putting out no work. But I want my name to like actually mean something good in this world for somebody. Um, you know, I want my resources to help people. I want when people to when they eat my desserts to you know be gathered with their family and enjoying it with people that they love and. You you know, so that's where, like, the drive comes from. It's just this uh, drive to want to just create value in the world, I guess you can say. So that's where all the passion comes from, and it's it's the passion and a fire that, like, never goes out. I can never really quench it. <laughs> okay, so I want you to go all the way back, and I want you to tell me about that business that you was running when you were a baby girl with oh, your mom. Oh, goodness. Okay. <laughs> So, um, actually, it was because I overheard my mom saying that she couldn't pay a bill. And she um, was looking at some bills, and I saw her crying, and I felt like I had to do something about that. And um, she had a a clothing store, um, and she was a a struggling entrepreneur, and she couldn't pay that bill. And I was like, man, I was thinking then, how can I chip out or what could I do? She always had tons of fabric around, and she had some African print fabric. And um, I just cut it up, and I sewed some coin purses by hand, and I went around, and <laughs> she didn't even know I was gone. I don't know if this is bad on my part or her part, but she didn't know I was gone. <laughs> but um, I sold the coin purses, and people were like, oh, my gosh, you're such a, you know how they do it, because you're such a cute little girl. This is mm-hmm. so awesome, and they're giving me money. And I came back, and I gave her almost $100, and she was like, where did you get this from? You, you stole it? You know, she's all going off. I'm yeah, like, yeah, no, I sold, you know, purses. And she's like, well, unlike your fabric back there, I cut it up. And she went back there and saw all the holes in the table. She's like, oh, my gosh. And she burst out in tears, and then that's when we realized, like, that I was not just an entrepreneur, but just a natural hustler. Right. Got to hustle. Yeah, I've been selling something to someone since I was a kid. Yeah, and how old were you when you were were selling those nickel purses? Um, I believe I was seven. Okay. Seven or eight. Oh man, you remind me like of me. Second grade. No. Oh my goodness, yo. You know what's so funny is when I was a kid, um, I was in second grade in Miss Tolliver's class in Vallejo, and I used mm. to charge my classmates twenty five cents or one of those NFL decorated pencils in order for me to help them <laughs> with their homework. So no, I feel you. The grind is real, <laughs> and you the know, grind is real. yo, you are a hustler because you even started a business. In college, tell us about that business that you started before you even got out of college. I mean, you you like a serial entrepreneur, V. I'm I'm loving this. Yeah. Okay. So when I was in college, um, I worked for Bright Horizons, which is a national, you know, daycare. So I okay. worked at Bright Horizons, and I, you know, wanted to make more money because you know daycare teachers don't get paid a lot of money. So I was like, how can I make more? So 
sometimes I would ask the parents if I could babysit for them and stuff, and they would say yes. And so many of them started asking me so much. My Friday nights, my Saturday nights, my Sunday nights were always booked up, and I couldn't say yes to everybody. So I'm like, how can I duplicate myself? If I could duplicate myself, I could, of course, make more money. So I actually started looking into, um, you know, businesses in Atlanta, how you start a business in Atlanta. And I created Babies to Scholars, and I supplied babysitters for families. Some of them were full-time nannies. Some of them were just, you know, nighttime babysitters. Mm -hmm. And I was able to give them $17 an hour and still, um, no, I gave them $12 an hour, and I charged the family $17 an hour. So I still made money off off each of my employees, whether I was working that night or not. But, of course, because I was a workaholic, I did work Friday, Saturday, Sunday, all throughout the week. Um, and they worked too. That was that was an awesome experience. So that's what I did when I was in college. Wow, that that's dope. Because we was at school and we would see each other. We knew we were both from the Bay, but we didn't really talk that much. I, I was doing my own grind, you know, with the fashion and stuff like that. I didn't know you was grinding like that way back then. <laughs> Everybody that- says that. But- <laughs> Everybody's like, wait a minute, you were doing that thing? I'm like, I was kind of quiet, though, too. So, But I was always working. Like, if I wasn't in class, I was, like, working or sending invoices or trying to recruit and market and, like, you know. So I was really just grinding. So now you talked about, you know, having to resource and working all the time. You have a, a great philosophy in regards to vacation. You say that you like to vacation often, almost monthly, like Give us a little bit more insight. Yeah. I don't hear that I often mean, from entrepreneurs. Just, yeah, I try to go somewhere all the time. I actually just try to unplug because mm-hmm. when you're an entrepreneur, you're stimulated all the time. You're, you know, figuring out who your new customer base might be, who you're following up with other customers, you're invoicing people, you're marketing, you're doing all sorts of stuff, and you can be so stimulated that you can burn out and be exhausted. So I believe that you um, can work hard, play hard, and also rest hard. So I go vacation. Um, you know, this month I went to California. Next month I'm going to Miami. I don't know where I'm going in March, but I'm sure I'm going to go somewhere. And just relaxing and enjoying and celebrating your accomplishments, too, because as an entrepreneur, you can be real hard on yourself. And it's right. like, wait, take the time to step back and be like, you know, January was a great month. Let me celebrate that moment. Let me enjoy myself. Let me have a glass of wine and, you know, just bask in this and recharge so that I can create more awesome stuff. So I definitely believe in playing as much as I work and sleeping. I do believe in sleeping in. You know, I know some entrepreneurs be like, I don't get any sleep. And I'm like, mm, you might be doing something wrong. You better, you know, maybe you can hire somebody or automate some systems or something because I believe in getting my rest. So yeah, definitely um, um, plugging help. No, you, I mean, you touched on a couple of things right there. I think one of the biggest things, you know, as entrepreneurs, success amnesia, which is what mm-hmm. why we're so hard on ourselves because it's like every single day we wake up, it's like we've never done anything. But taking that time to celebrate and then also to get out of your element and go on that vacation, that getaway and that unplug to unplug is man. Are you, I'm loving I'm loving what you're saying right now because you you speaking to me. I think <laughs> I'm gonna have to start traveling a little bit more just so that I can get out of my element. Now you said that it's important. I mean, even if you like vacation in your city, you can mm-hmm. just you know hop on the hotel tonight app and get a hotel room for the night and let someone else bring you room service. The hotel right. you're already paying for. It. Just take a second to just unplug, even if it's in your own city. That's still you know cool to do. Yeah, and the good thing about living in New York is you definitely have the opportunity to. <laughs> I could go to another. Bar- 
borough and it can feel like a different city. So you're very, very right about that. So you said that, you know, it's important to automate or, you know, if you're working all the time, then you're doing something wrong. So what are some of the top resources that you use in order to make sure all three of your businesses uh, run great simultaneously? Oh, social media. Um, social media is key because people are up there, um, you know, while while you're sleeping, somebody's texting something or Googling something or posting something or, mm-hmm. you know, things are loading. So um, I'm obsessed with email marketing, which, you know, you mentioned MailChimp. I teach one-on-one MailChimp courses, but MailChimp is awesome because you can uh, – up to 2,000 subscribers, it's free. So mm-hmm. let's say you have 2,000 people on your email list. Up to 2,000 is free, and you can send up to three emails per day about your business. And you can auto-schedule them. So, like, Monday are my days to write out all of my emails for the month. And then I just auto-schedule them. So, you know, your business is always running, even though you're not running around. You could be taking a nap and knowing that you're still marketing in front of your customers. And then when you wake up from your nap, you know, you find out your website was popping because transactions were happening. So things like that. I'll also use Hootsuite. Um, Hootsuite will kick out to uh, your your Twitter and your Facebook, and it'll post on your behalf. So it looks like you're always like, people are like, man, she always posted. She always like, no, I'm really not. <laughs> you don't, you know, you don't have to know that. Um, you could also, with um, WordPress, schedule your blogs and let it just kick out automatically. So that auto-scheduling is key because when you get to a certain point, you will burn yourself out and use up all your creative energy if you don't use some of those uh, systems. So Mm. I say Hootsuite, you know, WordPress blogging with auto-scheduling. Even if you don't have WordPress, like if you use Shopify and stuff, they have auto-scheduling for blogs and products and all that. So um, leveraging yourself with social media is key using those automated systems. So that's what I use. Okay, let me ask you this. Now, you said that you, on Mondays, you write out your emails for the month. So I'm guessing you're mm-hmm. spending a lot of time. How many emails do you send out a month on average? Well, I try to send out two a week. Now, sometimes that may be more if, like, you know, I was telling everyone today, like, I'm going to be on Kevin Brown's Create Your Life podcast, so I sent that out today. But you know that you're just twice a week you're, that your face is going to be out there in mm-hmm. front of your potential customer. So um, I do two a week, so that's about eight a month. But, of course, it always ends up being more. Probably, like, I normally probably do 12. Okay, and what are the nature of the emails? Like, are they just telling about your product? Are they giving updates on you? Like, how does that work? Um, It depends on what I have going on. So today was mostly about me and about a panel I did yesterday. Um, And I I focus it. So it always should have a focus. So today I was talking about the podcast and about the panel yesterday and how everyone loves the cupcakes. And so it was focused around that. So I always just tell people to focus your message it shouldn't be all over the place if people know you because people may know you for different things if they you know they know me for baking and meditation mostly they always say I'm the baking meditator (laughs) (laughs) the baking meditator right (laughs) so always make sure that it's focused around those things and not all over the place because you don't want to confuse your market so always make sure that they're the emails are focused Okay. I want to be all up in your schedule. So I want to know, Mondays you writing emails. Are you writing emails all day or is there a certain time frame that you're writing those emails on that Monday? No, it probably only 
takes me like three hours. I mean, keep in mind, I've been doing, I teach MailChimp for one. Right, right, right. Absolutely. I've been doing this for years, so um, it only takes me probably about two hours. Um, I honestly, Kevin, although I'm doing a lot, I don't believe in overworking myself. Right. I don't. Um, if it doesn't feel natural and if it doesn't feel good, I don't do it. And that applies to anything, both uh, business and, and personal. If it don't feel good, it won't get done. <laughs> Period. So, right. Um, I like for things to feel natural and for it to be easy because if it feels natural for me, then the customer is going to receive it a whole lot better. So I just dedicate Mondays are more dedicated to the writing part of my business. Okay. If it doesn't feel good, then you won't do it. All right, V, we're going to come back and I've got some more questions for you about your days because i want to know what you do on tuesday wednesday thursday friday saturday <laughs> sunday monday but are we gonna cut to a quick musical break and then we will be right back so uh stay on the line and beautiful people if you want to call in you can ask v any questions 212-650-6903 or comment on the facebook live chat we always are available for you on there and that is facebook.com uh, backslash Kev Brown one. And before we left, we were speaking to V Tabron, who was running all of these different businesses, graduate of Clark Atlanta University, my alma mater. So she's a great person just on the strength of that. But V, are you there? Yes, I am. Good. Yes. Super happy to have you back. Now, when we left, actually, one of the other um, show hosts for the show that comes on right before mine, Miss Antonia Badone, was actually listening, and she mm-hmm. said, "Congratulations to you on all of your success." And she also asked, she said, "How many emails she said she sent out a month?" She was like, "I want to copy." <laughs> you know what I mean? She wants to basically, well, come in here and say it then. <laughs> come on in here. Yes, this is Antonia. Hold on, Antonia, say hello hi, to V. Antonia. Oh, she just said hi to hi, V. Hi, V. Girl, look. I cannot rush when his show comes on, so I take a seat outside so I can get, like, the, you know, the whole, and it was amazing. And I was listening, and I said, I peeped my head, and I said, oh, my goodness, tell her congratulations. And how many emails she sent out a week? Let me get on it. Honey, you are inspiring me. Thank you so much. Yes, I send two emails per week. So the emails, that's that's where it's at, you know, because people go back. Once you finally get in the open one, they go back and read all the other ones once they realize it was you. So the emails is where it's at. You got to get on those. Thank you so much. I'm inspired. This guy is amazing. (laughs) I tell you, sometimes (laughs) I don't want to leave. I said, you know, you got things to do, but I got to get into information. He has so much amazing information. Thank you so much. Oh, my pleasure, Antonio. Yes, Christian. Thank you, honey. Okay. So, V, now when we left, you were telling us what you do on Monday. So what's happening? Monday is email writing. What's happening on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday? (laughs) What's, What's up? So Sundays, I'll start with Sunday. Okay. Sunday is my lazy day. It's all about V-Day. Like I told you, I like to rest. I like to play. So Sunday, it's not about anybody else but me. I'm not taking care of nobody else. I'm not doing anything. I'm just going to, you know, meditate. I'm going to have my glass of wine. I'm going to hang out. I'm going to watch all of my favorite sci-fi shows on Netflix, you know, stuff like that. And then Mondays are the writing days because I also um, – Freelance write um, for a couple of magazines and stuff too. So that magazines you write for figure out and get this story taken care of and my content for my email newsletters, even the content for um, my Instagram posts. I create those and I leave them just on a little notepad in my iPhone. I might have a thought, you know, when you're out 
um, in a grocery store or running around or kicking it with a friend and you have an idea, I put all that stuff on my little notepad and save it for later. Normally it turns into like an awesome Facebook post or an awesome Instagram post. Mondays are more so content creation days. Mm-hmm. Um, Tuesdays are my strategy days because I don't really like to do things that don't make money. Um, You know, some people kind of frown upon that, but if you're not in business to make money, then there's really no reason to be in business. There's so many other things you could be doing that are free. So um, Tuesdays are strategy days. I'm trying to figure out where is the money. If I made money from it once, I can make money from it again. So I'm trying to figure out how to scale that and leverage it or repackage it or um, bring it more up to date or whatever it is so that people can buy more of it. Mm -hmm. So um, Sunday, Mondays, and Tuesdays, like, you know, I need my recharge, my lazy day, Monday and Tuesday. And then the rest of the week, I'm normally um, filling orders, you know, online orders, taking apart uh, appointments, figuring out meetings, sending out emails. So the rest of the week is mostly just busyness, um, things that require, like, my actual manpower and full attention. So um, Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday are the only days that really I have to kind of do something that I feel that is dedicated to something. Mm. Wow, that's powerful because, you know, you really, sometimes you just have different things uh, for different days. Mm-hmm. I know some another entrepreneur, who she has all five days of the week, you know, dedicated to one specific task where she's just really just drilling in. So I love the fact that people have different um, schedules. So what are some of the resources that you use in order to find out and learn so much about content creation and email marketing? Can you give us like a few books or a few articles, anything that was like really, really uh, monumental in your, your journey? Um, with content creation, I just watch people who are really good at creating content. Mm-hmm. Um, if I know that it's a business owner and I know that they're making a lot of money, let's say they hop in my inbox and I bought something from them, it was something within that content that appealed to me. You know, there's a lot of different great products out there, but what made me buy their particular product? How did they present it? And then I subscribe to their list and I study their emails and being inspired by it without copying it, um, I make it my own. So I'm always looking at people who are doing better than me. If I admire them, then I can learn something from them. So there are a lot of people that are my mentors that I don't even know in real life, like the Tony Robbins. I feel inspired because he has such high energy and the way he delivers his messages and the way he's so real and I feel like he's a relatable wealthy person you know how can I be more relatable to my audience how can I inspire them so I look at people like that in regards to creating my content how I present myself I look at what people are attracted to you know some of those things that go viral on Facebook or why are they going viral why did you like it so much now try to integrate that into your current business model um, when you present it so those are the things that I do that helps me create all of my content I'm always looking for ways to be inspired it may be um, a Netflix documentary Netflix has some awesome documentaries just you know uh, uh, that inspire people and stuff so I'm always looking to be inspired because it always triggers something in my head Okay. Now, speaking of being inspired, inspired on the entrepreneurial journey, you have your ups and downs, and you spoke about some challenges. You know, with having the lights shut off, you know, possibly being, you know, about to be homeless and stuff like that. So, what has been the mm-hmm. most challenging aspect of entrepreneurship for you? The most challenging, um, and you know, I've definitely got over a, a lot of challenges. It was just the beginning, just that grind. You feel like. 
you're going crazy sometimes. You're like, why am I doing this? And why doesn't anybody care about it? I'm trying so hard. I know I'm good at this. And that crazy feeling, that that's the best part of the journey because once it finally works, once something clicks, you're like, oh, man, I know I was doing this right. I know it's supposed to work. Like, oh, my gosh. And sometimes it takes years to work like it did in my case. Yes. I tried so many things that did not work. So, um, that was one of the biggest things, just because it affected my self-esteem sometimes. I felt like, you know, girl, you need to throw it in. You need to hang up the towel. Nobody cares about that. Mm-hmm. Um, and they did care about it. I just had to keep at it. And, you know, I always made sure I was in front of their face. And we were like, girl, you were always posting. You were always doing this. And they are celebrating with me. They're like, I remember when you first did this post five years ago and you know mm. I'm just so glad to see where you are now and I'm like oh my god so you did see that post and you didn't like it huh well, that's what I was going to ask you did you have some silent those, some silent uh, challenges. yeah okay so how did you handle naysayers in the beginning you know sometimes people they doubt you even family sometimes are kind of like what are you doing so how, how did you deal with that and did you deal with that um I I didn't I don't I don't handle that at all. I don't handle things that I don't believe belong to me. I believe Mm. that God says that I can have everything that I desire. He will fulfill the desires of my heart. So when it's a desire of my heart, that means that God gave it to me. So I don't handle other people's issues. That's their naysaying issue. That doesn't have anything to do with me. That's their paradigm. They can't see it for themselves. So I don't handle any of that. I completely ignore it. I have a problem (laughs) where, where I just ignore things that aren't positive that don't aren't forward thinking that aren't innovative um i ignore anything that does not have life so i I never handled naysayers they don't really exist to me wow i love that don't handle anything that's not um innovative or positive let's go let's go v (laughs) so what is it Even with that being said, sometimes, you know, you do hit a hiccup here or there. What are some of the things or rituals that you have to keep yourself motivated? Um, You have to keep your sanity. Sometimes um, a lot of us have all these thoughts and they don't even belong to us. There's something that a naysayer said or, you know, a hater said or something negative that you internalize. So I keep my mind as still as possible. I'm always, you know, talking to myself. Some people say that's crazy, but if you're listening to all this negative stuff, then, you know, you might be the crazy one. So I speak over my life and I'm always like, Z, you're so awesome. You're so great. You're the best meditator in the world. You have the best online bakery in the world. Everybody wants your stuff. It's in demand. You know, when you walk in a room, people want to know who you are. You have all the customers in the world. Like, all the, I just keep talking to myself in my head like that, and it, like, boosts my confidence, and then it manifests. People are like, you know, I, I don't know you, but it seems like you would be nice to meet and boom, and we start talking, and they turn into an awesome friend or business partner or a customer or something. So I'm always talking to myself in my head and telling myself that I can do, like, in crazy, insane, awesome things that sometimes I don't even know how I'm going to. Most times I don't know how I'm going to do it, and I don't even care because the solution always comes, and I'm always able to figure out how to do it. I'm loving your affirmations, the way that you are basically, I mean, the way that you are creating your life, even by speaking it on a day to day basis. V, what does your peer group look like? You know, like, are they entrepreneurs? Do you have separate groups yes. of, pe- of friends, you know, that you hang out with for certain things? Who are you kicking them um, with? 
all of my friends are entrepreneurs, like every single last one of them. And if they weren't, they got into business after we became friends. One of my friends who wasn't recently started a business, um, and she's working on it right now, and it's super exciting. So every one of my friends is a creator. I'll say that. They're trying to create something, and they're all doing really dope things, and they're actually getting paid for the things that they create in various industries. So all of my friends are entrepreneurs. Wow, that is super cool. All right, now I'm not gonna hold you. I didn't eat that much before, and now I'm I'm hungry, <laughs> and I know you got this 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 bacon business, you know. So I'm I'm definitely gonna have to order me some Savor V. But tell us more about this bacon business. You ship it internationally. I, my biggest question yeah. to you is, if I'm in Russia or in 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 Africa, and I want to order me some Savor V, I can get it. How do you make sure that that stuff stays fresh? Like, what's what's up? Tell me, tell us. Uh, okay. Okay. So when I was little, you can also see this on the savory.com website. My mm-hmm. grandmother, Annie Ruth Williams, wanted to own a bakery and she was the best baker. And she was the grandma that was baking pies and a church and she would make tea cakes that were heavenly. But she had self-esteem issues. She didn't think she was good enough. It didn't matter how good you told her that pie was, she was just going to be like, oh, thank you, you know, stuff like that. And I would say, Grandma, when I get there, I'm going to buy you a bakery. And I would stand on a little milk carton crate that she had in the kitchen, and I would help her bake and cook. And that was just our thing. Like, she was my homegirl. That's just our thing that we would do together. Mm -hmm. And she passed before I was able to buy her that bakery, but I created my own, you know, online. Um, and, you know, savory.com is like the, the spiritual extension of my grandmother. They're most of the recipes and baking recipes that she taught me. And so everything I do is filled with love. And she taught me how to can. We would make uh, pickles together. We would make homemade tomato sauce. We would make all of those things because I believe in making everything from scratch and using things that come from the ground. And I still do that every day when I cook. And so I use the canning method for my cupcakes. And so that's how they are still fresh when I ship them everywhere. Wow. Mm, the canning method. And now what are some of the flavors that we can get? <laughs> I'm really hungry. <laughs> we- well, I'll tell you. Okay, so I have, uh, if you're in the D.C. metro area, you can mm. get them at turningnatural.com, but they will be vegan. And they are um, still amazing. Turning Natural Juice Bar is a black-owned juice bar. Shameless plug. It's like Jamba Juice for black people, and they are super dope. So if you're in D.C. metro, you could cop it there, but you could cop it anywhere online at savorv.com. That's S-A-V-O-R-V.com. Mm. And the coupon code for all of your listeners is Cupcakes and the most popular flavors would be the Snickerdoodle Cupcake, of course. Of course. Um, sweet Potato and uh, the Sweet Potato Cupcake and Banana Pudding. Yes, I do have banana pudding in a jar, and it tastes amazing. We sell out of that all the time. So mm. you can cop that. <laughs> wow. So Grandma is the one who kind of helped you get that entrepreneur spirit, like, fired up in you. Yes, it was just the feeling. She helped me with the feeling of creating something because mm. I would see her take these raw ingredients to take this flour and this butter and this sugar and do all this amazing stuff with it. And then I just have a thing where, like, when people take the bite of the cupcake, I'm kind of a creep. Like, if I'm in there, like, yesterday when I was at an event and I see them bite the cupcake, I'm, like, watching them. And I see when they close their eyes and they're like, mm, like, this is really good. That does something for me. I'm like, I'm a part of that experience. Like, I created something that is so good that they're closing their eyes and then they go home and they want more of it. So they bite and that just, that's like a high for me. That feels so amazing and cool. <laughs> All right, we're going to have to switch gears because now I'm just, I don't even know what to say. I'm, I could barely finish 
finish this interview <laughs> with you right now. I'm hungry. Um, v, what's your favorite quote or model that you live by? I believe in working hard, playing hard, and resting hard. So I do live by that. Um, and you have to be able to work hard so that you can play hard. You know, if you are going to go on vacation, it costs something. So i got to make sure that I'm working so I can afford that. And that, you know, if I'm resting, that I'm actually putting in the work deserving for the rest. So I work hard, I uh, play hard, and I rest hard. Okay. And I remember one time I heard you say that, you know, somebody doesn't have to blow out their out your candle, you know, to make yes. their shine bright. Yes. Mm. Um, I say that all the time. Um, I remember in, in high school, um, I had a god sister named well had a god sister. She's still alive. I have a god sister Thank named goodness. Crystal. And she used to always say that you don't have to blow out my candle to make your shine brighter. And that's true. Like we can all shine. Everybody can stay in their lane with their gift. Like what your gift is is not the gift that God gave to me. And we can all stay in our lane and we can all win and we can all shine and we can all glow up together. So I don't have to hate on you and what you're doing. I could celebrate you. I could tell you that it's dope. I could speak into your life. I could say, Kevin is the best radio personality around. He is the best motivational speaker around and all that. And it doesn't take anything away from V. And I could celebrate show glow up as well as mine. And I don't have to hate on you or blow out your candle to make myself look better. I call it a kind competition right friendly competition where it is mm-hmm. that as long as you're going higher then i'm gonna keep competing and then i want you to go higher so that i can end up rising as well that we're just chasing each other's success but funny enough Absolutely. is when you when you promote other people and what it is that they're doing great then that actually makes you look better in my opinion yes. you know and yes it does yeah so it, to me that's what it's all about it's just about you know pushing those people everybody else to be as great as possible so you're just surrounded by great people like you said you know with your friends you had one friend who wasn't an entrepreneur now she's in the game because she's around you guys and i could tell your energy i mean i know you but i could tell that your energy is amazing so man <laughs> thank you yeah i mean i'm on the interview i'm fired up right now i'm about to you know reschedule how my <laughs> week looks and everything give me some snick- snickerdoodle cupcakes and you know some banana pudding in a jar um, right. <laughs> so, V, last question. What three things would you tell someone who is an entrepreneur or a business professional looking to create their best life or do something similar to you? Three jewels. Um, three jewels. First jewel, I would say, is slow down so you can speed up. I always tell people to do that. Sometimes your, your, your idea or your business or everything is not necessarily working the way you want it to because you're too scattered. You're all over the place. So slow down. Mm-hmm. See what's most important. See what is the best thing that you can do. Like, what can you do? And can't nobody else do it like you can do it and then hone in on that one thing so slow down the focus and then speed up because once you realize what it is and how to market it then you can speed up you can hit the ground running you can post here facebook here turn it into a product an audio a download or whatever so that's one thing i would say so slow down to speed up make sure Mm -hmm. that you're doing that make sure that you're also listening to good things always pouring good things in your spirit um 
I go to sleep to meditation. You know, I'm always making sure that I'm either, you know, praying in my head before sleep or that I'm just listening to encouraging things before bed so that um, my con- subconscious mind is getting words of affirmation and encouragement and all that. So I say meditation and prayer is key in your life because we have so many crazy messages. I mean, you can log on to Instagram or Facebook right now and see some bad news or see some negative news or see people fighting and all mm-hmm. that. So you want to make sure that your mind is so strong that you can filter through the noise. Um, and also to stay inspired, be creative. I look for creativity. Um, even if I got to just buy tickets to the local museum or something and go see some art or just go hear some local music because, yeah, we could go see our favorite celebrities and shows, but it's nothing like watching a grind of somebody who's trying to get on. They sing different. They sing sing like their, you know, life depends on it. So go mm-hmm. somewhere and get inspired and keep inspiration around you. So those would be my three nuggets. Okay. Well, V, we're, how can people keep up with you? Social media I handles everything. Did. You can find me at SaverV.com. That's S-A-V-O-R-V.com. You can get some free meditation downloads. Get your meditation on right now at VenaverseGalaxy.com. That's basically universe, but with a V. So VenaverseGalaxy.com. Go download your free meditations. There are some awesome ones there. And you can find me on Instagram at DomesticQueenV because I am the Domestic Queen. So find me at DomesticQueenV on Instagram and Twitter. Okay. Also, your cousin Claudia Hudson said hello. She's on uh, Facebook Live. Alicia Nash said hi. Uh, hi, hi, Boo. Dave Claxton, thank you for watching. We got a whole bunch of people on here. V, they loving you. She's saying that's awesome. I need some new meditation tracks. So you got some downloads coming already. V, look at you, helping to create your life, fam. Out. We appreciate you. We appreciate you. Well, V, thank you so much for sharing your experience with us and being a guest. We're actually going to cut to a quick musical break, and then we're going to come back, and I'm going to recap all of the game that you've given us. So thank you, and uh, you know, stay on the line. If we get any questions for you, then I'll definitely be uh, be able to relay. We just had Miss V Tabron on the show, man. She gave us so many jewels today. Like I, I've been taking notes, but my handwriting is crazy. I can't even fix this stuff in order to write down all this stuff. So you have to bear with me while I give you the show recap. Shout out to David Claxton for on Facebook Live. He just said, "Great show, bro. Thank you, Dave. Appreciate you always tuning in." And also, Dave, we want to get you on the show too, man. You've been doing some great things in the music industry, so we want you on sooner than later. And I hope you're enjoying that L.A. weather. I'm a little jealous because New York is snowed the other day and it's a little frosty out here. But the recap from V, she said, number one, uh, she mimics those who are successful with content creation or, or whatever it is that she wants to do. And she makes sure that she's doing that without copying them. She also says that she dedicates certain days to specific tasks and topics. And then she said that, you know, the, her three Three things to help you create your best life are, number one, slow down to focus and then speed up. So slow down and speed up. Number two, I listen to good things for your spirit. And she says, always meditate and and pray because you can be overstimulated by social media and everything else going on by other people. And she also says, seek to be inspired. You know, be creative and stay inspired by going out and watching other people and seeing their grind, seeing the things that they've been doing. She said that also, you know, when she's mimicking those people who are successful at what she's doing, she says that she 
at what they're doing. She said that she will subscribe to their list and those people are her virtual mentors and that that really matters and has made a difference. She said that the top resources that she used to run all three of her businesses simultaneously and those businesses being Saver V, which is her bakery business, Veniverse, which is her meditation business. Go and get those free downloads at veniverse.com. And then she also said her uh, Creative Styles is the name of her company that she does all of the uh, graphic design and website creation with. She said the top resources that she uses to make those run simultaneously are MailChimp, Hootsuite, and she focuses on emails and content creation on Mondays, and that she does strategy on Tuesdays and the rest of the week is pretty much manpower and fulfilling orders. And she said that she doesn't do anything that doesn't feel good to her. So beautiful people, please take her advice and really, really, you know, move with this interview. If you have enjoyed this episode, you know, it's going to be available really, really soon. So that being said, I want to thank you all for being with us today. And of course, create your life. Beautiful people, if you enjoyed this episode of the Create Your Life series, be sure to download it from our podcast, which is available on createyourlifeseries.com, iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and Google Music. Also, be sure to leave a review of the podcast. You can catch us live on Sundays from 5.30 to 6.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time via 90.3 FM in New York or on Facebook Live at facebook.com backslash kevbrown1. We encourage you to participate in the conversation on Facebook or call in at 212-650-6903. Follow us on Instagram at CYL Series and at Kevin Y. Brown. Be blessed and we'll see you back here live next week. Your life. Create 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 your life.